Back up top, shot through traffic, save made, follow-up try, that one hits a body in front, and a score! It's a score! It's a score! And the Ice Bears have a 4-3 lead with 30 seconds remaining in the hockey game! Oh, what a hit! Welcome to the SPHL in Knoxville! Comes in on the right side, through the right circle, taking it and fed across, they score! Welcome into the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. My name is Joel Silverberg. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the KIB podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey. Fieldpasshockey.com is where you can check out all minor league hockey news from the SPHL to the ECHL to the AHL. They've got live game broadcasts, photo galleries, and so much more for you there at fieldpasshockey.com. You can also download the Field Pass Hockey mobile app on the App Store or on Google Play. Knoxville picked up a pair of good wins over the weekend. They got a win over Peoria on Thursday for their first win against the Rivermen this season and then followed that up with a 6-2 win over Roanoke on Sunday at home. That sets a new franchise record for the Ice Bears with 37 regular season wins. That breaks the mark of 36 set by the 05-06 squad. Knoxville is two points away from breaking a new record For most points in a season, the 2008-2009 team had 79 points. Now, that was in a 60-game regular season schedule, however. So, it it is a matter of just one win, two overtime shootout losses for Knoxville in its final six games, and it puts together the highest point percentage in team history. So, a, a very strong season for Knoxville continues. The Ice Bears are two points out of first place. With 50 games played, Huntsville has played the same number of games. They have a two-point lead over the Ice Bears, so a lot to unfold. It's a big stretch over these last three weekends, and we'll compare schedules. We'll look at everything when we get into it a little bit more later on, but the Ice Bears break a 16-year-old record for the most wins in a single regular season, and they still have six games remaining. Knoxville has a five-point lead over Peoria. The Rivermen have 73 points through 49 games. They do have a a game in hand over the Ice Bears, so a lot still has to be unraveled. The Rivermen have lost three straight in regulation. The Marksmen are on a six-game point streak, so Fayetteville in fourth place, potentially chasing down Peoria. And they've got a big series upcoming in a couple of weeks when they go to Huntsville for two games. And it's just starting to finally take a little bit more shape as what these playoff seedings are going to look like Roanoke is now three points away from the magic number, which is 50. So Birmingham has 36 points with seven games remaining. So the highest number of points they can reach is 50. If they are to win out, obviously their next stretch comes with two games upcoming in a home and home series against the ice bears. But Roanoke with six games remaining a pair of wins and they clinch the final playoff spot in the President's Cup playoffs, Huntsville, Knoxville, Peoria, Fayetteville, Quad City, Pensacola, and Evansville have all locked up berths. Seedings still remain to be somewhat determined. Pensacola seems to be in good position to be able to avoid falling to seventh. The Ice Flyers with four games in hand over Quad City, they trail by eight points. Do the math. If Pensacola wins out, it can catch the storm. So let's see how that Breaks down with Quad City only having five games remaining in the regular season. Can Fayetteville make a jump at Peoria? Can Peoria jump back into the top two? Can the Ice Bears take the number one spot 
away from Huntsville. A lot of questions that'll be answered over the final three weekends of the regular season. And then we get to the President's Cup playoffs, and it is a very exciting time indeed. So let's recap what happened this past weekend for the Ice Bears as they started things off with a really big win against Peoria. Knoxville got off to a fast start against the Rivermen and kind of controlled things from the onset as far as that third period was concerned. So Knoxville took the early 2-0 lead. They were able to get that first goal from Stepan Timofeyev uh, about, with about six minutes remaining in the first period. Anthony McVeigh scored four minutes later, and that gave Knoxville a 2-0 lead. J.M. Petrowski scored just 30 seconds into the second period, and we spent the majority of the second with that 2-1 hockey game, and Peoria was making a push, but they didn't get a ton of chances. They outshot Knoxville 12-9 in the first period, just nine shots on goal for Peoria in the second, but Knoxville not really able to push back a whole lot. And then Knoxville finally able to connect on that power play after missing out on its first couple of opportunities. Rasmus Wax and Engback scored with 25 seconds left in the second period. That gave Knoxville a ton of momentum going into the third. Mitchell McPherson got a really fortunate bounce. The puck was dumped in by Alec Bear. Jimmy Perita went back behind the net to play it. It took an awkward jump off the glass over the crossbar in front of the crease with an open net. And McPherson was able to put that one home, but Knoxville did a good job at closing out Peoria the final three and a half minutes of the game. J.B. Baker scored an empty netter to make sure that Knoxville would get out of there with the wins. The Ice Bears, after having a third period lead in each of the first three games against Peoria and all three of those games resulting in losses, Knoxville able to close out Thursday with a four to two win despite being outshot 11 to two. In the third period, Jimmy Perita with a big night in net. Uh, his first start since coming back from a three-month stint in the ECHL. And then Perita again, uh, just four goals given up in a two-game weekend and a very strong effort all in all. And I think Knoxville is is really pleased with the effort and, and to be able to go and just take care of business on Sunday, obviously a, a good deal as well. And it really was quite the effort from Brady Florent in the game on Sunday afternoon with Florent getting that first goal, 6-20 into the game, then had an assist on Timo Feyev's goal four minutes later. Knoxville jumped out to a 3-0 advantage just 10 minutes into the game. Joseph Drapluck scored 12 seconds later to get Macon on the board, but then Florent scored early in the second, and it just it felt at that point that Knoxville was going to be able to generate any offense that it really needed to. Scott Coash made it a 4-2 game halfway through the period, and then the Ice Bears tacked on two early goals in the third and kind of cruise from there. So Macon held to just one shot on goal in the third period, so not much fight there from the mayhem in terms of trying to generate offense, and it was really just a matter of the third period playing itself out. Things got a little bit chippy. They normally do in situations like this. You've got one team going to the playoffs. You have one team that's already been eliminated. It's late in the season, two teams that don't like each other a whole lot, and things did get dicey. Uh, Kyle Gaspari, the linesman, actually suffered a left leg injury that caused him to miss uh, the majority of the second period, and then did come back later in the third. But still hate to see that happen. Anybody go down with an injury like that. And you know, fortunately, everybody, for the most part, turned out to be okay. And now Knoxville is going to try to stay healthy as they've got games upcoming against a team that hasn't officially been eliminated from playoff contention, but is still fly- fighting for its playoff lives with the Birmingham Bulls really needing wins and needing Roanoke to continue to struggle. Roanoke 
played Macon twice this past weekend and beat the Mayhem on Friday and Saturday, and that ended a nine-game regulation loss streak for the Rail Yard Dogs, and that was giving the Bulls a, a small sense of life to try to make a run here, but now with Roanoke getting four big points, Birmingham needs to hope for a free fall for Roanoke while essentially having to win out. I mean, they'll need a, a minimum of six wins in their final seven games of the regular season, and you know, they have gotten one at home against Knoxville already this season. They did pick up a win back in February. Uh, they've had a couple of close calls with the Ice Bears as well. Uh, but this is a, uh, it's a, you know, it's a weekend for Knoxville to go into and understand that Birmingham's going to, A, try to save its own season, but also ruin Knoxville's chances at potentially claiming the number one spot in the William B. Coffee Trophy. So a, a lot to unravel over the final three weekends, but now the focus is on for Knoxville and Birmingham for this Friday and Saturday. So Friday, the two teams will play at the Knoxville Civic Coliseum. That is wrestling night. You can get your tickets by calling 525-7825 or going to KnoxvilleIceBears.com. Knox County Mayor and WWE Superstar Kane, Glenn Jacobs, will be in attendance to drop the puck and should be a fun night as we get ready for wrestling night. There's just two home games remaining in the regular season. The Season finale will be April 9th on Saturday against the Evansville Thunderbolts. That will be RC Racing Night. You can uh, purchase an RC car if you'd like to participate at Hobbytown Fairgate. And then if you make a purchase there, you can also get discounted tickets from Hobbytown uh, if you make a purchase over there at their store out in West Knoxville. So we're going to race those RC cars on the ice, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Never done anything like that before, and so hopefully we'll see some uh, pretty cool car designs. We're very excited about that for RC Racing Night at the Coliseum. And that's there's also an opportunity for you to be able to support uh, the PJ Parkinson's support group of Blunt County. They've got six local area support groups for people living with Parkinson's. And so if you go to the graphic that's been shown on our social media channels, you've also seen it on the Jumbotron at home games already this season. If, if you go to the link through the QR code on that graphic, you can use the FIVO link to purchase tickets where a portion of the proceeds will go to help PJ Parkinson support group. So they would really appreciate your help. Uh, there's uh, you know people in this area that are living with Parkinson's disease, and I'm sure they would appreciate any support and help that you can offer. So purchasing your tickets through that link is a big way that the Ice Bears are helping partner with PJ Parkinson's group uh, to help donate for that great cause to help and support people living with Parkinson's disease. So what about the final three weekends? What are Knoxville's chances to potentially take over the number one spot? And what is it looking like for potential first round matchups? How close are we to actually figuring all of that out? We'll dissect it on the other side. I'm Jules Silverberg. This is the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey. In the slot, looking, shot, scores! Whoa, yes, an overtime game winner gives Knoxville a 3-2 win on the road. This presentation of Knoxville Ice Bears Hockey can also be heard while you're on the go via the Field Pass Hockey app. Read articles on your favorite team, view photo galleries, listen to live games and podcasts from across the AHL, ECHL, and SPHL by downloading the app, now available in the Google Play and Apple app stores. So what is the remaining schedule for a lot of key teams in the SPHL? For for Huntsville, we'll start there with the team that's in first place right now. They have a weekend series against Roanoke. They're going to go to the Berglund Center for two games and... I think Roanoke has shown at times that it can really flash 
a heavy competitive nature. Roanoke has beaten Huntsville twice already this season. And Roanoke, really through the month of March, has just not had the close to the season that it's wanted. I mean, they were fighting for potentially a five seed, and it was looking like Roanoke and Fayetteville, who play each other 17 times this year, were possibly destined for a 5-4 first-round matchup, which just would have been ironic given the regular season circumstances. Roanoke then loses nine games in a row in regulation before sweeping Macon this past weekend, and so Roanoke not playing its best hockey right now, dealing with some injuries, dealing with some call-ups, and making some changes to the lineup. But they do have some good talent, and that's not a team you can ever sleep on. Remember, Roanoke was the team that swept Peoria in 2019 when the Rivermen had the best regular season in the history of this league. But Roanoke is trying to get itself back up, trying to get ready for the postseason. They've got a couple of wins over Huntsville. And you know, talking to Mitch Stewart, the play-by-play voice of the Rail Yard Dogs, he has always felt like that that team has had a good matchup against Huntsville, that they match up well, especially since they're playing at home. And so I think Roanoke's going to go into that game thinking that it can still make a push for a better playoff seed. And that is the truth. Roanoke right now sits in eighth, but if it were to win out, you know, the sixth seed is not totally out of the question. The odds are, are not in Roanoke's favor, but Roanoke can still have an opportunity to play its way up to at least that seven seed to avoid having to play whoever the number one seed is. And, and depending on matchup, it, may be beneficial for one team to be seven or eight or whatever, but, you know, we see top seeds go down. Uh, you know, it's it's not uncommon for that to happen in the President's Cup playoffs, but Roanoke is going to keep fighting, and, you know, it wouldn't be the craziest thing to, to see them give Huntsville a challenge after kind of struggling through the first several weeks of the month of March so far. And so that's uh, one matchup that you have. After that, Huntsville will then get two games against Fayetteville, and these two teams have not really seen each other this season at all. They haven't played this year. So Huntsville and Fayetteville, who are, are two teams historically that have been very familiar with each other, are going to face off for the first time this weekend. Both those games are going to be played at the Von Braun Center. Fayetteville, of course, is trying to jump its way into a top three spot and make sure that it holds on to a top four seed so it can at least host the first round of the uh, President's Cup playoffs, Fayetteville right now with a four-point lead over Quad City for that fourth position and two games in hand over the Storm as well. So Fayetteville sitting pretty, but also a, a chance maybe here. They're only down by three points to Peoria. The Rivermen have lost three in a row in regulation. They've only won five of their last ten. Fayetteville is on a six-game point streak. They're seven, two, and one in their last ten. So Fayetteville could potentially try to make a move up there as well. And then Huntsville closes out the season with a trip to Birmingham for two games against the Bulls. Hayden Stewart really seems to enjoy playing this Huntsville Havoc squad. Huntsville is 4-2 and two against Birmingham, so the Bulls have gotten a pair of wins, including a shutout win back on Martin Luther King Day in January. So can't write off Birmingham, especially if Birmingham has not been mathematically eliminated by then. Then, you know, maybe Birmingham is still really fighting for something there, depending on how all of that could play out. Knoxville ends the season with the games against Birmingham this weekend. Knoxville so far this year is 5-1 and one against the Bulls. They will then head to Roanoke where Knoxville is 4-1 and one against the Rail Yard Dogs. They will close out the season with a home-and-home home against Evansville. Knoxville has won two games against the Thunderbolts so far 
Uh, both of those were pretty competitive going into the third period, and then Knoxville had to find a way to pull away. So those games have not been easy. Evansville has shown that it has some skill. Obviously, Knoxville fans familiar with Austin Plevy, who has been Evansville's leading scorer this year, and of course, Brian Billett, who has been a workhorse in net for the Thunderbolts this season as well. So uh, Knoxville seeing three teams that it has seen before and has had a little bit of success before all year. Now, Knoxville has not won in Roanoke yet this season. So those two road games in Virginia, Knoxville going to try to do something that it has yet to do this season. Now, granted, it's just one game in Roanoke that's been played so far between the two teams, but Roanoke has shown more times than not that it can give Knoxville a serious run for its money. Uh, moving on down the list to Peoria, the Rivermen, with seven games remaining, they play Vermilion County twice. They play Quad City four times, and they have one game remaining against Evansville. So uh, the Rivermen recently did lose to Peoria. Evansville is actually three and four against the Rivermen this year. So Evansville with one of the better records against the Rivermen this season. Huntsville, of course, four and two. Quad City is five, four, two, and one when you go across, including overtime losses and shootout losses. So uh, the Two teams this season have already met 12 times, and uh, Quad City's got five wins. So some success for the Storm against the Rivermen, and that is uh, more wins than anybody else in the league uh, against Peoria. So, uh, you know, they have not played Birmingham. They don't play Fayetteville this year. They don't play Pensacola this season. Uh, Peoria's three and four, uh, or excuse me, Peoria is... uh, has dropped three of seven. They, they're four and three against Evansville. Uh, they have a three and one record against Knoxville. Huntsville has taken four games against Peoria. Quad Cities won five games against Peoria in more meetings. Vermilion County's gotten them twice, and Roanoke does have one win against Peoria from earlier in the year. So Peoria having to face some teams that it has not been easy sailing entirely and in, in Vermilion County Peoria is actually the only team that Vermilion County has beaten more than once uh, with those two wins but Quad City with four opportunities to try to gain some points against a really good team uh, Peoria is going to have potentially its hands full as they get ready for the final stretch here over these final three weekends and now moving on down to Fayetteville what their schedule looks like they are done playing Knoxville this year Fayetteville Upcoming, it heads to Pensacola. It's going to play three games against the Ice Flyers. That's a really intriguing matchup there about how those two teams can match up because Pensacola has an eight-game point streak. They're 8-1-1 one, and one in their last 10. They've won six in a row. They're still eight points out of that fifth-place seed, but they have four games in hand over Quad City. So a sweep here for Pensacola, and they could really chase down the storm, especially if Quad City fails to capitalize on opportunities against Peoria. So... Watch out for Pensacola as they are starting to get hot going into the playoffs. Knoxville knows all too well having to go to Pensacola in April or May can spell disaster for some teams. Pensacola, there is a reason that they have four President's Cup titles. They know when they need to start playing good hockey. And so that is uh, where Fayetteville will begin this weekend with uh, three games upcoming against the Ice Flyers starting on Friday and going through Sunday, Fayetteville will then head to Huntsville for what I think is a really big two-game series, and they'll close out the season with two games against their most familiar opponent this year, the Roanoke Rail Yard Dogs. So as it stands right now, 
If the season ended this second, Huntsville would be the one seed. It would take on Roanoke in the first round. Knoxville would face Evansville. Peoria would host Pensacola. Fayetteville would take on Quad City. And then the reshuffling would be based on those first round results. Uh, Teams are reshuffled after the first round. The highest seed takes on the lowest remaining seed. And then the other two teams face off in the other semifinal series. The uh, Ice Bears are expected to find out their finalized home playoff dates for that first round series when we get closer and closer to the end of the uh, the end of the regular season quad city by the way with five games remaining uh, can only reach as many as 76 points Pensacola can only get to 76 points as well which means uh, with Knoxville having 78 points the ice bears have guaranteed at worst a top four seed in the President's Cup playoffs, which means Knoxville will host in the first round. That has been verified, um, doing the math on the fly here, but that is the case with Pensacola and Quad City both only able to get to 76 total points. Uh, Now, the math unlikely, obviously, for those two teams to to get there, especially since uh, Peoria still has games to play and if they can get beyond that. But uh, Quad City and Pensacola can still claim home ice advantage in the first round of the playoffs, but Knoxville will host a first-round playoff series. It's not just determined, though, as which seed or who they will play against. I really hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey. Again, fieldpasshockey.com. They have so much information for you on the SPHL, the ECHL, and the AHL. Be sure to follow them as well with the Field Pass Hockey mobile app. That's available on the App Store and Google Play. You can listen to live game broadcasts, including the Knoxville Ice Bears broadcast on MixLR.com. You can hear that as well through the Field Pass Hockey app. Thank you again so much for listening. We hope to see you this upcoming Friday for Wrestling Night, March 25th at 7.30. We'll have coverage for you on Hockey TV, SPHLTV.com, and MixLR.com slash Knoxville Ice Bears as Knoxville gets ready for a home-and-home series against the Birmingham Bulls. I'm Joel Silverberg. Thank you for checking out the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey.